You are listening to The Benchcast with your hosts, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. And today we got an awesome podcast for you. We're going to talk quick hacks to bench more weight. Quick little things that you can do in your routine to bench more weight, whether that's training, nutrition, recovery, whatever the case may be. I compiled a little list of of quick and easy things that you can do that are going to completely change the game. So uh, this is going to be a real good one to listen to. going to be a lot of um, real applicable tidbits here. But first, sip of rain for the working man. Uh, Melon Mania. How do you like that melon? Great flavors. What do you think about um, rain versus bang? Bang just has the multitude of flavors. Just <clears throat> like for the rain, there's like four flavors, and you know they're solid. They're I think good. there's more than four. But I don't know. I think there's four. I respect Rain Monster because I guess Monster got into a battle with Bang or something. They were gonna sue each other. Uh, Bang uh, slandered on their cans. Stupid bullshit like that. But then. I don't know if the suit's still, uh, suit's still going on or not, but it looks like Monster just like, well, we're just going to beat you at your own game. So they created Rain. Um, and if you ever seen a Rain, you know, for those watching live, you can see Rain, uh, it looks pretty much like a bang. You got this two-color combo here. Um, and you know what? People have been buying the shit out of Reigns. So I respect that they just did what they do better, kick their ass in business. I honestly just want to know the difference between like the ingredients. You know, you know. I think the only thing you got three hundred milligrams of caffeine, but other than that, I think it's pretty much the same shit. But Bang's got more, like they they claim the super creatine thing and all that. Yeah, if anyone tells you that someone has like a better form of creatine, you can tell them to go like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Cause Bang, I guess there was a thing that Bang doesn't actually have creatine in it. I think it was just like a non-effective um, dose. Same thing with the VCA. Just, just to like, say they have it. Yeah, it's just it's like sprinkled in there. Yeah, I gotcha. Everything's like hidden behind proprietary blends anyway, so you never know, really know what you're getting. You know what, though? Um, I had one of those C4 ready-to-drinks over the weekend, and that thing kind of really kicked my ass pretty good. And I had enough beta alanine to give you a little bit of the tingles there. Um, I was a big fan. The taste was phenomenal. It was the blue one, uh, blue ice, whatever the hell. It's a blue raspberry. Um, <laughs> that C4 drink, that was good. Have you had that yet? I've not had it yet. I've never had a good experience with C4. No? No. Oh, this is different than the, the pre-workout, though. Yeah, I feel like we, we've come full circle. Like, before, we used to have, like, there was powdered whey, and then there was a ready-to-drink whey, and now, same thing with pre-workout. Now, it's everyone's hopping on well, the ready-to-drink pre-workout. thing is, now it's a 7-Eleven. That's a oh, it's true. Now it's big time. Yeah, so you got it in the, the section there, the, the, the drinks, and that's the important thing. And then you can see that shit's getting saturated. They got Quake out now and all this stuff. Um, it's crazy because if you think about it, right, you're paying, what, maybe like between 2 and $3 a can? Yeah. When you would probably spend between like a quarter and a dollar a serving per scoop. If you got oh, that yeah, big jug price, of pure cap. Oh, yeah. Price. It's crazy. You know what? And then it makes you think, why don't I just keep the powder around? <laughs> We're going right back. Why don't we just get the powder and put it in when we're ready to drink. It's something. like, why is everyone ditching, like, the powder for all these, you know, like, bangs and everything? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I've just done it because everyone else is doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think you're, you're. it's, like, less than a dollar per if you just get a freaking powder serving. Listen, I will not be shocked if you go into the store a year from now and you have, like, a powdered rain, a pr- powdered bang. A powdered section. Yep. 
I mean, it makes that's like with Gatorade. It's like powdered Gatorade. Yep. All right. Well, <clears throat> sip of rain for the working man yet again. Melon mania. <clears throat> All right. Let's get to some quick hacks. All right. Before I do that, though, word from our sponsors. Just kidding. We don't have any sponsors on this podcast. Guess we aren't cool enough yet. But I do want to tell you about some of the new equipment <clears throat> that we have in. We just got a big old shipment of restocked equipment in. So uh, if you followed us prior, you probably know that we um, sell knee sleeves. Or I'm sorry, we sell elbow sleeves, wrist straps. But we just got in knee sleeves as well. Um, so we have the new leg bench knee sleeves. Um, we restocked big benches, elbow sleeves, blue and black are in stock. Uh, a ton of the multi-purpose 24-inch uh, black wraps that everyone has loved so much because they're easy, quick on, quick off. Um, they aren't super, super stiff, but they'll give you that support. Um, they're really versatile to use throughout your entire workout, um, and there's not a shit ton of length to them, so it's not like you, you wrap them on and you're committed to the thing. You can take it on and off pretty easily. So um, we have restocked that. We got a lot of those in. And then we have some of the heavy-duty ones that we sell. Those are 36 inches. They are going to cast up your wrist. They're going to give you a lot of support, guys. And we just restocked those on the site. We got two colors available. Um, I am assuming they are going to go sooner than later. So make sure you check out BigBenches.com. Um, and if you're interested in getting some wraps that I've worn every single workout now for um we're going on like a year and a half since we started making these things um and they have delivered every time and i'm holding up 800 pounds with them and um the support is there i stand by them great great rap okay so check those out um but all that new equipment is fully stocked guys we also if you go to bigbenches.com we have a new free product out it's top 20 bench cues so Elvis here, beautifully illustrated, great great photography by Elvis over here. He, he took um, great pictures that really delve home to the purpose of the cue. You can see the difference between what not to do and what to do, and it will completely transform your bench. That is a totally free product. All you have to do is sign up for our VIP mailing list, and that will be sent to you for free. And if you are already part of that VIP mailing list, uh, I am planning on sending out an email uh, today. Uh, with that included so you are going to receive that for free for already being a valued uh, mailing list member all right so um, let's get on with the podcast quick hacks so first one that i want to talk about all right and remember guys these are quick little things you like you can throw into your training or just different different little hacks like this that are going to completely change the way you gain strength okay so Make sure you're listening up. These are super, super valuable. All right, first, I'm attacking them from the training side of things. Huge, huge mind shift change here for you. Take warm-ups serious, okay? And I'm not just talking warm-ups as in, like, what you do before you touch the bar, but I'm, I'm also talking about when you touch the bar. All right, at the very least, I tell everyone, if you don't have time to foam roll, you don't have time to do soft tissue, um, to activate shit, do, do whatever you do in the warm-ups, right, mobility stuff, if you have no time to do that and you just you had to get on with the workout, right, we aren't there to 
fool around on a foam roller for half an hour. We're there to create a training effect, get our ass out of the gym. Okay? Um, at the very least, at the very, very least, taking warm-up sets. Okay? Uh, super, super important that you don't jump right to working weight so soon. And for most powerlifters, right, that probably um, is an obvious thing. But you'd be surprised what I see sometimes in the gym. Um, people wanting to jump right to a plate real quick. So these are guys who bench maybe 225 tops, and they want to jump straight to a plate. Uh, they don't even want to take a bar. They just want to have a plate on there and then get the two plates. We're talking two warm-ups, and you're already at, like, freaking max effort. All right, I've seen that stuff happen before. Uh, I'm talking, if you're going to go heavy that day, you're doing heavy work. We're talking, we need to get like seven to eight warm-up jumps in there. All right. Every opportunity you have to touch the bar is an opportunity to gain better position in your setup. Um, that Talk about the best activation work you can get. Um, just warming up on the bench, taking that lightweight, is the best activation work you're going to get for the bench. It is the best stretch that you're going to get for the bench. It is the best way to increase your mobility actually doing the movement. Okay. Um, I think that goes by the wayside a lot. You see everyone doing all this fancy band stuff, foam roll tricks, all this. It's all good. But the best way you're going to warm up for any particular movement is to actually do the movement. All right. Um, so minimum seven to eight jumps. That's what I'll have lifters do at a meet. If they're going for a max effort attempt, seven to eight jumps. Okay. Um, and when you take those, make sure that you're explosive with them. All right. And we'll get into that. But... Um, very least, all right. And if you're doing speed work, lighter weight, I can see you getting away with maybe four warm ups or so, but they're still going to be critically important, okay. Um, and then if you do have time, our layout for how you'd like to approach your warm ups is first get warm, all right. Especially if it's like winter months where you live and you're cold as shit, think about a frozen rubber band, right? That shit's not going to want to move on you, right? Um, you got to get yourself warm. So I don't care what the hell you do. Take a, a walk around the block. I do that often. We got some hills over here. Sometimes I just take a walk up there. Um, gets my heart rate up. That's an easy way to do it. Um, you could do body weight squats. I don't care what it is. Just get yourself warmer in general. All right. Uh, wear a jacket. I've, I've done like I train in the garage, so it's cold as shit in winter. I'll wear like a hoodie or a jacket in between sets uh, as it gets cooler in the fall and then I'll usually just train in a hoodie or something in the winter anything to keep me warm and I'll keep the hood over the top so as soon as you, you open up the hood you got all the steam coming out but it's keeping you insulated um, and man what a difference between having that on and not having that on uh, my pecs will get frozen up and you start feeling things sooner you know you ever tweak something and you don't really feel it till after the workout well, if you're cold and not really warm, you're going to start feeling shit way sooner. All right, it's going to start affecting your workout. So first thing you do is get warm. All right, the next thing, I'll pair them all together so it's super easy for you. Soft tissue, stretching, mobilizing. Okay, all kind of under the same umbrella. All right, so whether you got to dig into something with a lacrosse ball, whether you got to, uh, we do the core four stretching, check that out on our YouTube. Um, I live and die by that. I try to do it every single day. Um, Four things, four stretches that are completely change the game. Especially if you have low back pain, um, anything in, in the hips that causes discomfort. 
and then things like mobilizing so working on t-spine extension working on your adductors doing what you got to do to get in the position you need to be in all right that's all under the same umbrella get warm mobilize and then activate all right and by activation i'm just talking about going through movement patterns explosively so whether you put a band around your back and, and just explosively fire through a pressing motion or you do some kind of explosive med ball toss or you just do some rows, do some backward. Always try to hit stuff in the posterior chain. Um, glutes, that's a number one that comes to mind because we just never use our glutes during the day. They lay dormant, right? We're sitting on our asses most of the time, right? We're not using them whatsoever. It's not like you're staying active in your chair using your glutes. So we have to get those shits activated, all right? Um, so that's a huge one. Take warm-ups serious. Um, you want to share anything there out the bat there? Oh, yeah. I got a, self, a couple stuff because uh, considering the warm-ups, just uh, not being afraid to take more warm-ups. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, people go up by plates. You know, knocking it down to a quarter or maybe a 10-5 in between is a great way to start. Just, like, really practical. Really just, you know, apply that right away. Yeah, in the plate. How many times do you see someone take bar, quarter, plate? I, I don't even see that. I see just people going straight to plate. I see if you're if you're maxing around a plate, right? I think there's uh, people feel weird about putting on like a ten and warming up with a ten, um, but you gotta do it, guys. You gotta do. If you're not benching a ton, your plates you're not gonna make plate jumps. It's not gonna happen. You know, maybe when I'm getting up to eight hundreds or something, yeah, that's plate jumps. But you think it's the same amount of warm up attempts. You know, right? If you're benching two hundred, your warm ups are gonna look very different. But you're gonna take the same amount of warm ups. Anything else you want to pop in there? Yeah. I'll move on to some we more here. just got a comment from Jay's Eagle Lifting. Got to get that lacrosse ball in the shitty pec minor. First thing after getting a light sweat. Yeah, absolutely. Same here, bud. Um, I'll, I, I'll dig in with a lacrosse ball. Um, That's all that. I definitely also think it's a good order. Just get a little general overall body warm-up and then get targeted, you know, stick something in there, like a lacrosse ball, a stick or something. Yeah, it'll it's be more effective. Really great order right there. It'll be more effective. So that's why we structure the warm how we do. And then for some other exercises, I have uh, I like to do some pullovers before or even some uh, banded pull-aparts. So if I don't do them, you know, first thing, they're not going to get done afterwards. But the pullovers let me feel my lats in the bench really well, and the banded pull-aparts just help me lock in that uh, pinch and tuck position. Yeah, so I do like the same type of thing. Uh, pullovers, you're looking at good activation work there. And then... Um, I will front load some of that accessory stuff that I know if I save to later, I might not get it done. Um, I prioritize at the beginning of the workout. So pull-aparts, for example, laying on the bench, uh, getting in a good bench position, and then doing pull-aparts um, has been like a staple of mine for a while now. Uh, I at least get 100 reps in. I've been using pretty much a mini band, um, doing about 20, five sets of 20 to get that 100, uh, but I always get that in for the start of a workout. Um, but other than that, those warm-up attempts that you're taking, treating them like max effort, all right? Um, I've spoken on this numerous, numerous times before here on the podcast, um, making those warm-ups look like max effort uh, or, or treating them like max effort, getting full activation, bending the bar as hard as possible, spreading the bar as hard as possible um, because it's very easy to get lax on that if you're moving an empty bar it's so easy just to you could do it with a finger you know what i mean but it's it's harder to pretend there's 400 something pounds on the bar and you have to move a max effort weight it's harder to do that 
with the light weight. But that's what you need to do. We've done the math here on the podcast before. Uh, you're getting a good training effect. You're getting value out of treating uh, 135 like it's max effort. But you're not getting good value out of moving 135 like it's 135. You know what I'm saying? So think about the math on that. You bench twice a week. You get six better warm-ups in than someone else. You're talking thousands and thousands of actual reps where you're getting a training effect. All right? Um, so that's of the utmost importance. I can't stress that one enough. Uh, treating warm-ups like max effort. All right? Super, super important, guys. That one, that's the quickest hack to, to bench more weight. Over time, that's going to add up on you. Um, that is going to be so, so valuable, and I see so many people miss the boat on that one. Um, and that's going to do so much for you. All right. Thinking about training more, from, from a mental perspective, you want a quick hack. I've always had my, my best training progresses and uh, my best training days. Uh, just on those days I was excited to lift, on those days I was I was thinking about training, um, you know, before the workout or the day before, I'm thinking about the session because it goes back into like visualization. You know, you do any visualization? Oh yeah, visualization is huge. It's it's a huge. We talked at in high school baseball. Remember, we we had a, a meeting where uh, we all got together. We're just talking about how it's so important. Went over studies about mentally seeing yourself succeed on that day, um, and then having a, a twenty minutes just to lie down and and just picture how things are gonna go. All right. And it's the same thing when you think about training more. If you you have if you have it's a beautiful thing when you have a job that's not um, anything to do with, with lifting at all. You're not in the gym. You completely remove yourself from that environment. Um, I had my best thinking when I worked at a golf course because I was so excited for the session to come at night. And when it was an off day, I was just, I was like, what am I going to do today? You know, you, you get that anxiousness for that day. Um, so thinking about your training more, having that visualization time, uh, super, super important because I guarantee if you if you believe it in your mind, you can achieve it on the bar. I think a lot of people uh, don't reach their potential just because of how they handicap themselves mentally. you got to um, be excited about moving the weight you never moved before. Yeah, you gotta think about that stuff more. So that's just a quick hack for you guys. Um, and so, if you don't have, you're not in a position where you have the time to think about stuff like that. Um, for myself, I'm so involved in lifting throughout the day that my lifting becomes uh, kind of a second thought sometimes. So what I like to do is on drives, I like to take a drive anytime I could drive to a gym. It's hard too because I go right out to the garage half the time, so I don't have that time to really think about the session and whatnot. So sometimes I'll just take myself for a walk or whatever. So perhaps you're in a similar position um, where you just got something else on your mind throughout the day. Just go for a walk and just make it a point to think about your training. Just listen to some music or whatever. Visualize your training session later. Get excited about that. I think also just having a pre-workout ritual could do a huge uh, benefit towards that. So just like you change up something, like there's a certain genre of music you only listen to on your way to the gym to get you motivated. If it's like some speech, just something to get you excited to be there. Because at the end of the day, we all choose to be there. This is a hobby for most most of us. So, Yeah, I like that word uh, ritual. That's exactly what you want to develop is some kind of 
thinking ritual about your, your training. Okay. Moving on. Follow those that are better than you. Real simple. You know, you got to be someone that's always looking and aiming to learn more. And you learn more from those who um, have progressed to further points than you. Uh, there are certainly many who have benched more to me before and I that I've um, taken pieces away. doesn't mean you have to do exactly what they do because a lot of times that's not going to work for you either. But it does mean um, study how they got to that point. What are some of the underlying principles that have gotten someone to that point? All right. You, you watch uh, uh, some big names come to an example here like Blaine Sumner, you know, thinking about some of the things that make him successful. Um, you think about some of the things that make Ray Williams successful. Uh, I think for a guy like that, too, it's just such a mental edge. I think his uh, mental side of things in lifting is uh, so, so far beyond most people. Um, just the way he can train alone like that and do the things that he does and you know, not have fear of dying because he can certainly die any time. This guy could die any time because he's got thousands of pounds on his back. And there's no one around. Um, and I don't think he, I think he just got safety stuff, but he didn't have safety stuff before. So he's literally squatting a thousand pounds like he could just die. You know, so it's pretty, pretty freaking wild. Um, but just a mental edge that guy got. And you can certainly learn certain cues and different things. There's always something to learn from someone. All right. Um, so look to learn. All right. That's really important. Um, because you will pick up stuff and and listen even if it's a small stupid thing it helps it helps it builds your your arsenal um it'll certainly get you better okay uh another thing from a training standpoint we kind of touched on some some mental things but um to go back to uh some training stuff you could do that make a quick difference all right keep traction in your gym bag and what i mean by traction i'm talking like a yoga mat um, like the Mark Bell slingshot benchmark thing you throw on the bench. I got one of those. Um, some kind of adhesive spray. Just some stuff that's going to stick you to stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, give you some traction. Because if you're benching at uh, the, the same gym all the time, maybe you, you guys got everything good squared away. But the one time you're traveling, the one time you're at the bench at like a commercial gym, God forbid, um... I can't tell you how many times I go to a meet and the warm-up area is just completely shitty. And then, of course, you get into the main stage there and it's fine. Um, but you, the last thing you want to do is take seven attempts in a shitty, shitty setup and then try to replicate on the, the main stage because uh, now you've just ingrained something totally different for all your warm-ups. Um, so having traction in your gym bag, super simple thing. The benchmark... This is like a little tiny, little tiny tractional thing. You just roll it up, put it in your your bench uh, bench bag, or your gym bag. Said bench bag. <laughs> this is a bench cast. Um, yoga mat. Quick hack with a yoga mat. Take your yoga mat, cut it into thirds. Then you got a section for your feet, and then you have a section for your traps because those are the three points of contact that you have. All right, you have your feet, you have your traps. I don't include the ass on the bench because we don't want the ass providing weight to the pad. It's not a point of contact. It's just kind of hovering there um, in contact with the pad, of course, so that you're abiding by rules. But um, the traps and the feet are the only two weight-bearing spots that you have while you're benching. Okay, So you need traction there because you have to push back, not through the floor. Your butt will pop right up. 
If you have an issue with your hips lifting, guarantee you can fix it just by learning to push back better. Okay, and that's going to come by pushing your knees out, pushing back against the floor. Um, if there's a rug underneath you, thinking about pushing that rug out in front of you. But in order to do that, so your feet don't slip, your traps don't slip, you need traction. So keeping traction in your gym bag, huge. And that's one of those things. You, know, you rarely go to a meet with a lot of successful benchers that you don't see any of them prepared for something like that. Everyone's got their little sprays, their adhesive sprays. I, everyone that I looked up to um, at meets that I bench with, they have sprays with them. Um, it's just one of those common things because we know we need traction. All right, I bring those yoga mats with me. Everyone's thankful when I got those yoga mats with me because they all the traction it provides. So um, be prepared ahead of time for that type of thing. All right, um, focus on training what you can't see in the mirror. Okay, I think that's a valuable one. We're talking posterior chain stuff. Um, you obviously can see everything anterior when you look in the mirror, but the things you can't see, um, things like your rear delts, things like your upper back, your lats, um, your glutes, your hamstrings. Um, it's debatable if you want to train calves or not. Depends if you uh, <laughs> depends how you feel about that. Um, Elvis got these big ass knees. I, don't know. <laughs> I just had to bring that up. This guy's got some dino knees. <laughs> they're about two we measured them they're about two inches wider than anyone else's knees circumference pretty wild shit but focus on training what you can't see all right um because i'll give you i'll give you some references here you know, i was listening to a podcast the other day it was something on matt wedding's podcast and they were talking about how um he was saying how his bench went up actually from training his rear delts and stuff more and it's because it's a balance issue um you know you you, if you get so dominant po um anteriorly here right that opposing muscles that they're working to to slow you down um they're not going to allow you to accelerate as fast as you possibly could because it's going to put you at risk for injury your body's always trying to keep you injury free you know so there's mechanisms in place so it's going to actually inhibit uh your potential there to, to press weight if you're not strong um, in your backside. Okay, so he saw a huge gain in his bench just from training his rear delts more frequently, getting his upper back stronger, right? Because now they're balanced out better. So it allows the anterior side to fire um, better than it previously did because now you're not at such a risk for injury because your back can actually hold up to that and keep you safe. So um, that's one of the huge benefits you get from training your post uh your your posterior muscles like that all right because it balances things out and it allows you to um fire better your, your um, triceps if your triceps are super strong but your biceps are super weak that's an issue because now your triceps aren't going to extend um as explosively as they could because your biceps so weak that it's not going to be able to uh, control how fast that you're extending out so it's important to have everything in balance so that everything works how it should. Uh, and obviously we just touched on why that's important for injury prevention. Okay, so um, huge training hack. Focus on those things you can't see in the mirror. Okay, um, that's going to provide you a lot of value. And the best part is the posterior chain can take a lot of load, a lot of frequency. So you can theoretically do back work pretty much every single day and be fine. Yeah, a lot of people um, just aren't well-developed there in general. So you can um, really slam that area because uh, 
it's a big area of weakness. All right, so you could definitely do back work. They see doing back work every day. Rear delt work, try to get in every session when I can. Um, band pull parts, all that. We just talking about that. Um, so you know, maybe one of those things that you do to make sure that you're doing it, throwing it into the beginning of the workout. Aim to get 100 reps of rows or something like that at the beginning of the workout. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to finish up you got you got some uh some things you want to add in there yeah i got a, I got a couple this, this is going to sound real stupid but uh identify your weaknesses and that one's huge because you know people could like bench forever and at a certain point you know if you're not even benching 225 yet you just need to get stronger everything's a weakness you know that's not your issue but if you know there's a specific place say like you're close to benching four and you just you fail the lockout you just can't you know fully extend you know, th that's a weakness that you could actually look into and develop and improve. If you're failing off the chest every single time, you know, getting close to 400, yep. you definitely have an issue right off the chest. You know, yeah. you can identify and fix that. Yeah, that's that's a good point, um, identifying weak points, because everyone wants to train what they're good at, um, but it's the stuff that you suck at that really needs to be developed. Um, so, I mean, what what's the definition of insanity? He's doing the same shit over and over, expecting the same results. Um, well, that's what a lot of people do with the training. They, they, they hit a sticking point, but they don't really change nothing. They just keep thinking they got to train harder or whatever, but uh, there's nothing really changing in their training. Um, if you want to make progress, you got to try something different. You got to find sh shit that you, you suck at. Okay? That, that's when you stumble upon a gold mine. When you find something you really suck at, you bring it up, probably going to bring the rest of everything else up. And that's a really good one. If you want to like, wrap that up with a bow, do more things you suck at. Yeah, do more. Yeah, um, I I got a lot of that. It's more related to uh, to deadlifting, carrying shit around. Um, I suck at anything grip related. Farmers walks, overheads, which has got my bench up a ton. Um, there's anything lower back sucks. Um, but you know, obviously, if I want to bring stuff up like deadlifts and all that, it's got to be a focus. You know, it's not even. Um, it's deadlifting more, but it's it's working on those things that are such an apparent weak point that is just going to make you a well-rounded, stronger lifter just by getting them up. You know, if I suck that bad at doing a farmer's walk, um, the amount of strength it's going to provide me in my in my grip, um, in my back, in my core, uh, it's going to be such a valuable thing to do. All right. And it's, I tell you, you say that and you understand that, but then getting yourself to actually do it is a whole different ball game. So that's where finding a quick hack, doing the beginning of a workout or something comes in well. Um, but it, it simply comes down to getting yourself to do that stuff you suck at. So I'm going to touch on some, some real quick, just like the not so obvious stuff. Um, like obvious, but we still don't do it anyway. Um, and we'll, we'll cap it up there, but... You want to sum it up, guys. Sleep more, move more, or whether it's walking, whatever, and then eat better. You know, you can't sum it up uh, more simply than that. Okay? You know, look at how you're sleeping. Is it shitty? Well, that's probably going to make you better if you can sleep more. Uh, do you move around enough? If you're not moving around, you're not going for walks or anything, adding that in is going to make you better. Um, if you eat like shit, if you can clean that up a little bit, or you can eat more or less, or whatever your, your goals are, um, that's going to make you better. All right. So it's just putting that in perspective. Um, you know, sit down, 
put these down as categories, right? And then just write some shit that you suck at, right? Currently, you know, is not good. Because we know what's good, guys. We know what's good. And if you're eating, uh, you're eating like total shit all the time, we know we can make some progress there. It's about f identifying those things and then how are we going to make progress on them. All right, so it's always good to just sit down and, and jot things down. Do a call a thinking session. You know, I do these a lot. When we're, we're filming and stuff, all that all that stuff that we film, I have to sit down. I have to, I have to put myself in a good mindset, just kind of think. Think and jot shit down, you know. So um, that's what it, one of the best things you can do for your training is just sit down, jot shit down. What do I suck at? Where can I make improvements? And then um, just by getting that pen on paper, uh, be a total game changer for your lifting. We got a couple comments before we wrap up from uh, Jared Bratcher. His last competition bench was 474. 500 is coming soon. He's aiming for it at the Olympia in September, and he is raw. That's a strong raw bench. That is a strong raw bench. Wish you best of luck, bud. And then we have one from Sears underscore Melissa. Do you guys have a bench workshop coming up soon? Uh, what's that, workshop? Bench workshop. Uh, bench clinics uh, we have on our website, bigbenches.com. Uh, we don't have anything currently scheduled now, but if you want to set something up, all we need to do is get in contact with the gym host, whoever that may be. So I am willing to travel out to wherever uh, as long as we can make it work. Uh, we set up a, a hosting place and uh, just let me know and we can go back and forth, email, set all that up. But I will definitely travel wherever um, to do a bench clinic. Um, you just got to let me know the info. That's all. In the meantime, there is a DVD available of the bench clinic as well. Yeah, we do have um, some DVDs still in stock from... Uh, one of the uh, great bench clinics we did at CrossFit 231, and uh, that was a great one. I was filming that up for us, and um, really good product there. So you'll get all similar info there. Um, there is some stuff I added to it in the time being. So, um, yeah, you could check out that product. We're working on something that is going to be able, everyone's going to be able to attend it in like a webinar-type fashion. So I am working on that. So um, you know, we can host that in house, and you can um, you know get a ticket to essentially uh, be in attendance for that type of event and be able to comment and do all that interact live. So working on something like that. But um, you know the best thing is getting hands on work, and um, you, know, you can reach out to me, Coach Ben at BigBenches.com. We can set something up. All right, we are gonna wrap up. The bench cast. I would give a sip of rain for the working man, but it looks like I drank it. <laughs> so we are out of rain. I just got some high quality H2O for the water boy. But I do have a bang in the fridge. Maybe I should start drinking that one now. <laughs> Alright guys, I appreciate listening to the bench cast. Coach Ben here. Small arm, big ass knee. And you have been listening to the bench game.